Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Before Zoom Info, business wins took a lot of time, energy, and patience. Now, Zoom Info helps you automate, scale up, and reach marketplace domination. Win faster at ZoomInfo.com. Zoom Info. How business goes to market. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Martial Arts, USC Vegas 64 preview show starting now. Yes, the road to Madison Square Garden, to New York, to UFC 281. We got one more stop to make, and we're not really going anywhere. We're just back at the UFC Apex. UFC Vegas 64 goes down tomorrow. And we got a main event in the strawweight division with some stakes. Marina Rodriguez will possibly look to lock down a title shot at 115 pounds. And standing in her way is Amanda Lemos. Welcome, everybody, to the UFC Vegas 64 preview show. I am Mike Eck. Shad Al Shadi is back on the preview show tour joining us. Hello, sir. What's up, my okay. man? It's good to be here. Nice to very have exciting. you. And it's all very exciting, Clark. And listen, we joke about birthdays and say it's AK's birthday. We wish happy birthday to AK on every show we do. But today is his actual birthday, everybody. So let us welcome in the birthday boy himself, AK, Mr. Alexander Kingley. <laughs> happy birthday, AK. I, I, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mike. Thank you, everyone who has sent me birthday messages yes, today. Uh, yes, on my actual birthday. Let, let me first, you know, let me take this opportunity to say, I hate the birthday song so much. Uh, I'm a bit of a birthday grump, but this is just an objective thing. The birthday song. Uh, <laughs> the. <laughs> It's just, it's a bad song. <laughs> it's a bad, it's a bad song. It's objectively, I do not enjoy That's this. That's an incredible I hot take. I don't, is it a hot take? Does anyone actually like the birthday song? We all know that, we all know it. We all sing it. It's a bad song. So I have proposed a long time ago that one, ideally you just, people should pick whatever birthday song they want and they don't even have to stick to it. Like you could change it every year. Like instead of singing happy birthday, it's just like, Play this song, please. Everyone just chill for a second. We're going to play the first. Yeah, thank you. 90 seconds, two minutes of a song. Not this one. Uh, and then we could we could all enjoy our birthday so much more. Um, pers- personally, for me this year, the song I ask people to sing or play for me is... Uh, okay. Oh, my that God. Is, all right, all right, all right. Okay, come on. <laughs> This is important. I'm trying to save America. I'm trying to save birthdays here. Uh, the song that's that I, I have chosen this year is uh, "Party All the Time" by Eddie Murphy, a classic '80s Ooh. 
song All and then right. you put yeah you put the person's name in there so you guys could go like Alex likes to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. And that's this works for every people. You can have this. I think this should replace the birthday song. I think it's a better song. I think we all enjoy it. Again, but you should be able to pick whatever song you want. That that is that is how people celebrate their birthdays and not listen to this tyrannical birthday theme that has plagued us for decades i don't know a century i don't know how old the song is but uh please no more happy birthday song but thank you everyone again for the well wishes I, i'm very much appreciated yes today is my birthday well happy birthday i don't know thank how you. we can top that birthday speech right there but i don't know ak it must be your birthday because drama on the scales so that's something we could talk about so we have and correct me if I'm wrong, AK. Right now, technically, we have five weight misses, but potentially we could be dropped down to four. Is that where we're at? You want to give us an update? Because you've been all over this. You this are is correct. your birthday, and you got the weigh-in job, which, which you wanted. That's the only thing which, you wanted for your birthday. It's not a job. It's not a job for me. Uh, you are correct, sir. We had uh, we had Mr. Grant Dawson was the first to miss weight, coming in uh, one one and a half pounds over, coming in on short notice to fight Mark O'Madson. Uh, and then along the way, we also had Benito Lopez fighting for the first time in over three years. He missed weight. He came in two point five pounds over. Uh, Carlos Candelario flyweight coming in two point five pounds over. Uh, Ramona, Ramona Pasquale coming in near the end, one pound over. And then Ashana Young. Uh, one pound over, but she did take the extra hour and it actually is currently, I believe, according to updates from Amy Kaplan and John Morgan, who are on site, I believe she is futzing around trying to cut a quarter pound. She came, she weighed in a second time, 0.25 over. I think she still gets to use the full hour, extra hour. Uh, but as we speak, it's probably down to like five, four minutes right now. I don't know how you cut a quarter of a pound with like 10 minutes left, but we will see, uh, we will see where it goes. But yes, as of now, if, if, if Shana Young does not make it, then we will have five fighters miss weight, which I think according to Sure Dogs, Jay Petri would be a UFC event record. Wow. Well, there you go. And, and what's interesting about all this is that it, it, it's the, the Brazilian fighters who were having travel issues, right? They all made it. Mm-hmm. None of them were were part of this list so kudos to them well done and two of them are in the main event marina rodriguez and amanda lamo sean this is an interesting fight 115 pounds this was not the original main event the original main event was mavzar of loya versus bryce mitchell and let's be honest oh. had that main event stuck around this card looks way different than it does right now but not bad i still think this card is better than last week's we do have some stakes here at 115 pounds. A lot of people feel like Marina Rodriguez has already earned her way to a title shot. Now she's getting Amanda Lemos. We got a title shot, title fight coming up a week later at UFC 281 between Carlos Barza and Zhang Wei Li. Your thoughts on the matchup and the stakes involved here, more notably for Marina Rodriguez. Yeah, I don't I don't know. First of all, I don't know why it looks like I'm talking to you from 19 19- 98 like i don't know why my internet's so bad come on cox get it together this is ridiculous we pay too much money for internet for this to be this bad uh also i have to say uh for ak to get such a spectacular weigh-in on his birthday just feels like the greatest birthday gift of all like this is the most fitting way that this could go i'm so happy for you personally ak i'm happy for you to be able to experience something like the magic of this morning uh i know how weigh-ins are so important to you thank you by the way shanna young has officially 
made weight 126 according to the ufc so there you go there so, we go uh, all right so, uh, so four uh, and by the so four, four missed benito lopez candelario pasquale all forfeiting 20 percent of their purse those fights are official there'll be catch weights grant dawson oddly we're still waiting to hear uh if his fight will proceed so we'll try to keep you updated on that as well okay there we go Look at that. Uh, right. Yeah, no, I mean, this is this is a card. This is certainly a card. It's it's such a bummer that we're not getting what it was supposed to be in its original form, right? Because I think all of us are so damn high on Movzar Ivloyev uh, and just generally that fight between him and Bryce Mitchell just looked to be a grappler's dream. Like that was I, – I, I, I'm, I'm incredibly bummed that we're not getting that because that, that had stakes. That it had a lot of questions being answered. This is a an okay. It's a makeshift main event. It is what it is. It is sort of a moment for Marina Rodriguez, it feels like, though, right? Because you said it, Mike. She she had a case, a very good case, to be that next title challenger, and she got skipped over essentially because, in so many words, it's it's hard to get people to care about Marina Rodriguez right now, right? Like the, in what she's been able to put together. She just hasn't jumped off the screen. She hasn't jumped off the page in the way that we know the UFC likes. And this feels like a moment for her to sort of be able to maybe get that opportunity. But Amanda Lemos has been sort of the low key on fire contender in this division. Like she's been crushing it outside of that one fight against Jessica Andrade, which, you know, anybody is going to get trucked by Jessica Andrade in this division for the most part, unless you're the, one of the very best in the world. Uh, Outside of that, she's looked really, really damn good. And she's getting a lot of different finishes. I mean, the submission of, of Michelle Watterson, uh, like she she is coming out here to perform every time out. So ultimately, like this feels like the right type of opponent to be able to push Marina Rodriguez and maybe force the type of fight out of her that the UFC haven't seen from her yet. The type that would really be that statement win, that would be that performance that fans would point to of, hey, this I got to see this person fight for the title next. AK, what are your thoughts on this? Because I feel like Amanda Lamosh, the best that could happen to her is that she just destroys a title contender. She probably will still have some work to do, one or two more wins. This would obviously be a great win for her. But for Marina Rodriguez, for her to win this fight, two things I think need to happen for her to get a title shot. One, she needs to win convincingly. This cannot be a 48-47. This cannot be a trip to Splitty City. She needs to win 49-46, 50-45 possibly get a finish and two and i don't know if you agree with this or not but i'll get your take on it she needs to be the biggest carla sparza fan on the face of the planet because i think her best shot of getting a title fight is carla going out and upsetting zhang wei li next week and if zhang beats carla sparza i don't think she's getting the title fight because rose damayunas already has two wins over her i'm sure zhang will call out for that fight and the ufc would see much higher on that fight but you're the matchmaking extraordinaire. What do you think? What's at stake for both of these women? No, I mean, you're, you're totally right. The, the Carla uh, scenario is a lot more tenable. I mean, they have fought before. It was a split decision. If you go to MMA decisions, I believe a fair amount of the people scoring in the media had it for uh, Marina Rodriguez. So there's at least a little bit of a storyline there, um, not just getting revenge, but of course, finally getting her her long away to title shot. So yeah, very unlikely with uh, with Zhang, if Zhang wins that uh at 281. I mean, with Rose Namajunas, I mean, there is a chance maybe she she won't be available. She's pretty, like, tactical with how she takes her fights, but I imagine she is just, you know, her documentary just came out. She probably is waiting uh, uh, for that, another shot, another shot at Jang after beating her twice already. So, um, yeah, it's, there's just no easy path for Marina Rodriguez. There hasn't been this whole time that she's been on sort of this win streak, this, this really good run she's had in the UFC. 
I'm, I'm honestly, I, I struggle and I am in the media. So we do watch a lot of fights and you know, maybe we don't have, um, we're not as good at recalling individual moments as some of the, as, as some fans might be. So I almost want to implore people in the comments, anyone watching live right now, what is like the most memorable moment of Marina Rodriguez's career so far? She has the, she has the finish of Amanda Hibas um, and several quality convincing quality wins. But off the top of my head, I really like, I'm trying to think of you you know, make make a Marina Rodriguez hype reel in my mind. I'm trying to hear like John Anik's voice talking over it. And it just doesn't get me going. There just isn't this this thing that jumps out at me. There's no, not even like a little bit of controversy or a memorable promo, you know, if, if not something in cage. It, it, she's just clearly, we all know she's a great fighter. We all know she has a strong resume, has done more than enough to earn a title shot. But I almost feel like even for all of us who know this, if she didn't get it, like none of us are going to be like, oh, damn it. Damn, Marina Rodriguez isn't fighting for the title at you know UFC 285 or 286, 27. We're kind of okay with her waiting, um, as as again a bigger name like Rose maybe, maybe leaps ahead of her, and, and that's not fair. But that's kind of how the fight game works. But um, yeah, I do wonder if if, I, if I'm crazy and I'm just forgetting something um, about Marina uh, that maybe she no. did that that you know makes her so appealing. No, I mean she basically kind of has the same. I would say more or less like the same problem that Bilal Muhammad had before this past fight, right? Where it's just mm-hmm. you're winning and you're you're beating convincingly, like you're beating good opposition convincingly, but ultimately like it's leaving people cold and it's not leaving people wanting you to see you in big spots and get bigger opportunities, especially in this strawweight division, which for a while now, I mean, we've cycled through this really like the past what like half decade of the same exact people sort of cycling in and out of this title equation. Like it was a big five, now it's a big four with Joanna gone. But for the most part, it's, it's Carla, it's Rose, it's Way, it's Whaley, and it's Jessica, right? Like this has been the title picture pretty much since this division kicked up. And it's so impossible for these different women to break through into that top four slash top five when Joanna was here as well. Because it's just, it's just ingrained in us now of like, hey, if there's a title fight at Strawweight, two of these women are going to be involved in some capacity. Um, and so you're right. It's just, it's it, 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 for Marina, it seems like it's just been impossible for her to break through into that conversation. Maybe this is the one that can do it. But it does feel like she needs some sort of statement when Allah, what Bilal did to Sean Brady, where now all of a sudden we're talking about Bilal against Colby or a Bilal against Hamzat or something like that, right? Like she needs that moment that uh, she just hasn't had. Because if you, you throw out your question, AK, of like what's your most memorable moment, I guess it would be the Reba's finish, right, of, of her actually going out there and putting a stamp on a fight against Amanda Ahibas rather than, you know, a lot of these close decisions, split decisions, unanimous decisions where it's very technical and it's, it's impressive, but no one's talking about it two days later. I actually think, I mean, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I think the Mackenzie Dern win was probably her best because not a lot of people gave her a chance to win. They felt Mackenzie took her down. This first takedown, it's over. She survived some really tough spots, ended up dominating that fight outside of a couple of takedowns and getting hairy for maybe a minute or so. The Yan Jean fight, I think that one knocked her back a little bit because had Mackenzie Dern beat Marina Rodriguez, knowing the UFC, she probably would have jumped over Carlos Esparza and gotten the title shot over Esparza. And I think that was the whole thing where it's just like, all right, well, I guess we have to give Carla the title fight. And then she gets Jan Jan on, and I figure if you go out there and you do a 30-27 job on Jan, you're kind of there. And then, of course, Zhang Weili does spinning back elbows to Yuani and Jacek and retires her, and that kind of knocks her out of the equation too. But she's just been 
I like the Bilal Muhammad comparison. I think that makes a lot of sense. That's kind of the perfect setup. And she's just been, you know, just a, a fighter who's just had unfortunate bad timing. And hopefully with her fight being a main event a week before a title fight could be good. She wants to sit cage side for the belt. Hopefully she doesn't get the Josh Emmett treatment and we'll be good to go. So uh, before we move on, we're bouncing around a little bit. We mentioned Shanna Young making weight. We asked, I, I think before we even got on air, should she cut her hair? She did cut her hair. Casey, pull up the image courtesy of uh, John Morgan. Check this out. This is gnarly. Look at how much hair. That, I mean, that's a chunk. Yeah, that is. I, I had asked uh, producer Casey uh, if cutting, if, if he thought she could lose the, the quarter pound. I don't think he knew how much hair, hair Shanna Young had. I think that's, I think he, he hadn't seen, yeah, she had quite a bit. I don't, I don't know. She might be bald now. I don't know. She oh, may oh, have gone sorry, all the I would like to add that I didn't uh-huh. take into account that usually when they cut weight, the hair is a little wet. So yeah, yeah. Some, so the hair itself plus the moisture of the sweat and everything. Yeah, yeah I could see. How much was it? Half a pound? That's a quarter. quarter. That looks like a quarter, yeah. Okay, so that, that was a quarter, quarter pound? Yeah, okay, that makes about sense. All right, with wow. the moisture. Yeah, there you go. Wow. And, of course, she is fighting Miranda Maverick, and she is the biggest underdog on the card by a wide margin uh, at plus 510. So, maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe the hair will, will kick her over the edge and get some underdog bets going in on. You haven't, seen bald, Shana, you haven't seen bald Shanna Young yet. All right, we've all seen Shanna Young fight before. <laughs> You've never seen bald Shanna Young. I'm just saying. That's we'll the see, new we'll mythical fighter. It's coming. That's a new. If she beats Miranda Maverick, that's a new mythical fighter right there. <laughs> well, there you go. That that'll be the title of our of our post fight show if that happens. Is Shanna Young? <laughs> is she the new mythical fighter? So uh, currently, according to the betting lines right now for this main event, Marina Rodriguez a minus two twenty five favorite. The comeback on Amanda Lemos is plus one ninety. Shaheen, we talked about the stakes. We talked about the matchup, the importance, especially for Marina Rodriguez. Does she get this done? Does Marina get it done? Does she hope? Does she at least make her case stronger for a title fight, or does Amanda Lemos just say, "Uh-uh, not happening on my watch"? Man, this, this I've gone back and forth on this one this whole entire week because it does feel like this is a fight Marina should win, right? And from everything we've seen from Marina, it feels like she is sort of belongs in this tier like i was just talking about with the top four women uh in this division she sort of has earned her right to be there and i would say that she would be my my betting favorite if i had to pick it 10 times i would pick her but there's just something about amanda lemos in the run she's on man she's running through some of these girls and like the way the aggressiveness that she approaches these fights um and just again the improvement that we've seen over her ufc run like this is someone who's been in the ufc since 2017 but it hasn't really been until like last year when she started opening some eyes and people started paying attention um i feel like the jessica andrage fight threw a lot of people off the scent with her because of how dominant it was because jessica basically just big big sistered her and and really got that crazy standing arm choke or standing arm triangle choke so i don't know like the big part of me is leaning towards lemos to be able to go out there create chaos do something crazy and really kind of fluster uh this this woman who has seemed so unflusterable during this run in in marina that being said I, i marina just feels like the much better technical fighter and ultimately i think this will be a decision for marina I, I think it might get hairy in a few different situations it might get a little crazy but i think this will end up being one of the more impressive victories that she has and maybe maybe not the statement that she hopes for to be able to push her into that echelon uh but it'll certainly i think c- continue her streak i'm picking marina by decision ak your thoughts 
Yeah, I'm on the same page there, Marina, by decision. Um, I don't know, I, honestly, and I don't know if I'm as convinced that Lamoche um, can make it to that top four, top five. Very exciting fighter. Uh, yeah, the run she's on is great, but I do think she has been, I hate to use the word exposed, not exposed, but I think we've seen kind of uh, where the limit of where she is for now um, in the Angela Hill fight as well, not just the Jessica Andrade fight, because you're right, there's no shame in getting trucked by Jessica Andrade. She's, you know, maybe the greatest finisher in, in women's MMA history. Uh, you put up there, Chris Cyborg, Ronda Rousey, she's just insanely devastating. Um, so that was not bad. The Angela Hill fight, Split decision. Um, some people called it a robbery. I was fine with it, but I totally see a Hill scorecard. I think there's some like defensive deficiencies, some experience deficiencies that were um, that were here's that word again exposed that you know that that we that were brought to light right now that 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 we learned about and uh, the Michelle Watterson win was a great bounce back, but I do think she caught. Watterson kind of on the way down, you know, a very skilled fighter, but someone who's been in the game for a long time. And um, I think it's fair to say, uh, um, Michelle Watterson Gomez, or say, excuse me, uh, you know, n- maybe 80% of what she was in her prime. So I don't want to nitpick. It's not fair, I know, to nitpick Lamosh's resume. She's had a lot of success. She's had a lot of W's. Um, I just don't think she is on that level with Rodriguez and the the three women who have um, who have been you know strawweight champion. So I'm I'm definitely leaning towards a Rodriguez uh, a Rodriguez decision. How convincing will it be? Like convincing enough to, um, you know, really get some serious battle talks going around here? I I'm not sure. And uh, I have a poll. I put I did put up a poll, guys. Does Marina Rodriguez guarantee herself a title shot with an impressive win on Saturday? So far, yes, fifty-seven percent. So there's some there's some optimism for her. Oh man, this is. I don't know like how valuable my picks are on this show because last week's card, I think Casey pulled up the stat on our Slack channel of all the people who picked every fight on the card. I think I was the worst in the world at actually picking all the fights of UFC Vegas 63. I was horrendous. And I think I was literally the worst picker of all of topology really, really bad. And, uh, it is that's what it, it is. That's something There's to be no proud of, Mike. That's it. That's an accomplishment. There's nowhere to go but up now. I mean, it can't get any worse. You can't do it in back-to-back weeks. I will – I'm going Marina Rodriguez as well. I actually think she – I'm actually going to think – I'm going to say she's got to get her out of there. It's going to be late, fourth or fifth round. But I'm going to say Marina Rodriguez, fourth round TKO because I think she'll wear on, on Amanda. I think Amanda's best chance – to win is to get her out of there in the first two. But Marina's been in these five round fights before. She's done well. She knows how to conserve her energy. She gets stronger as these fights go. And I think she's going to get her out of there. We've seen Lamosh get cracked a few times. And I think Marina will get to her eventually. I think it might be, you know, two, one Rodriguez heading into round four. I think Lamosh might even win the first round, but she's going to start to get tired. And then I think Rodriguez is going to turn it on. She's going to crack her with one. It's gonna go down, and then she's gonna she's gonna just pound her out and get a get a stoppage win in the fourth round. So uh, definitely don't take that to the bank if you're gonna follow what I did last week. But uh, I, I am going Marina Rodriguez to get it done. But this co-main event. Quick, oh, go ahead. Real quick before we move on, just yes or no: Is Marina Rodriguez's next fight after this for a title? Mm, I'm predicting the future. I will say no. What do you think, AK? No. I think I agree. <laughs> She's on that Bilal Muhammad just spin cycle, man. You just got to keep doing it over and over. 
I just don't think Carla's going to beat Zhang Wei Li, and I think she needs that to happen to get her there. I don't know if, like, if Zhang wins the belt, I don't think she gets it no matter what. But if Carla wins, there's a chance. There's a chance. No matter what the fight looks like. If Carla beats Rose Namajunas and Zhang Wei Li back-to-back and she wants to fight Marina Rodriguez, the UFC, even at that point, is going to have to be like, I mean, what else can I we mean, do? I mean, they might they might try to slide in Jessica. They might like try to figure out a way to get Jessica in there. You know, they could. They they could definitely do that. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big. Ooh. Summarize with AI in a click. click, click, click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Businesses love data. Like, really love it. But is just having data enough? Yeah. Nope. Oh. Because the smart businesses, the really smart ones, use ZoomInfo. It leverages data to unlock useful insights. Insights so you know who to reach and how to reach them, letting you grow your business. So ask yourself, is your data insightful? Now it is. Unlock insights, engage customers, win faster at ZoomInfo.com. ZoomInfo, how business goes to market. Co-made event, Shaheen. This is a good one. Neil Magny. Taking on D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez, he is back. He said he's going to take some time off, but in typical D-Rod fashion, he was booked in a fight like nine days after the Li Jingliang fight, which wasn't even his original opponent, changed 24 hours before the fight. He gets a, you know, kind of a contentious decision win not a lot of people agreed with, but D-Rod moves on. Now he's got a tough fight against Neil Magny. This is a good one, Shaheen. This is a, this is a solid co-main event. Yeah, no, I mean, I think this is honestly, this is the fight I'm looking forward to most on the entire card, if I'm being real. Like, I, first of all, it's good to get Daniel Rodriguez back, right? Like, we didn't have Daniel Rodriguez for so long, and I think it made us, like, it made us forget how cool it is just to have this guy around. He's such a character. He is, it's definitely himself. Like, he he very much approaches the game in his own way. And it's almost like a little Diaz-esque in the way that he approaches it. Like, I really dig his whole vibe and what he's about. But also, he's just a damn good fighter in this division. And he's he's not getting any younger. Like, we, I think he's in, like, his mid-30s, right? And so it's like, he, his window to do this is now. And so for him to sit on the sidelines for as long as he did was really unfortunate. So I'm glad that he's getting back to it so quickly. But also, it's just like... How 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 much of a G is Neil Magny, man? Like we are not going to give this guy the respect. Like he he is not going to get the respect that he deserves once he he is done in MMA. Because if you he's one of those guys like a Donald Cerrone, where just like no matter what's going on, you throw him anybody, he's just going to say yes. He was the one guy saying yes to Hamzat Shemaev when no one else would. He was the one guy calling out Hamzat. He's fighting Shavkat Ragmanov. Now he's fighting Daniel Rodriguez. Like he is just the guy who is going to take these fights that no one else in this division will take. The high the high risk low reward fights give them to neil magny he'll take it I, I absolutely love it i think this is perfect matchmaking and again it's just cool to to get d-rod back like I, this is someone who i'm still very high on in this division and, and he's got a little window here to do something with it i think he can what do you think of this matchup ak this is this is a good one I, i'm really looking forward to this one i love it this is this is a real this is a real co-main event mike this is uh this is certified certified co-main 
Uh, it has two guys who are very close. I think they're not currently ranked in our global rankings. Both have been ranked before, have been top 15. Uh, I'm pretty sure I think they're both Fars. I think they're both fighters also receiving votes. Um, Magni is, again, uh, one of the longest tenured welterweights. He is one win away now from breaking his tie with the great George St. Pierre for the most wins in UFC welterweight history, which just sounds bizarre. That's so crazy, man. For a guy who has never fought for the title, <laughs> has never even, I think, really been in a number one contender's bout, but he just had a lot of sustained success. And, and he's busy. I think, uh, I believe he's the only UFC fighter ever to record uh, five fights in a calendar year twice. I think he's the only guy to ever do that. So uh, he stayed busy. Stayed busy. Like I said, took fights with people that people didn't want to fight, won some of them, lost some of them. That's how it goes. Um does he tie? No, he'll still be one behind Matt Brown. I think he's his 28th UFC welterweight appearance. So he's one behind Matt Brown at 29. Um, so yeah, this is definitely a main event. Dan Rodriguez, I feel like with the right amount of – like, well, both guys. Both guys, I feel like, can make that push towards the shot. Magny, I still believe someday could happen. Rodriguez is is on his way. He's got that one disputed loss to Nicholas Dalby. Um, and then now a sort of disputed win over Li Jingliang. Um, as Shaheen mentioned, he's not a super young guy. He actually turns 36 in, by the end of the year uh, on December. Uh, on uh, New Year's New Year's Eve, he turns 36 years old. So, And he's got a lot of mileage. It's not like he's a late bloomer. He's, he's actually been around. He's fought a lot in the last um, seven, six, seven years. So if the time is now, he's got to take fights. Uh, quick turnaround's not going to hurt him. Uh, that fight with Li Jingliang was a tough fight, but not one where I think he took a super amount of damage. I'm glad he's in there. He's getting again, like I said, one of the most respected welterweights. He might, ha- he'll probably get a number next to his name if he beats Neil Magny. Um, so yeah, I like this matchup so much. I'm glad it's the co-main on a, on a fight like this. I don't know if it's necessarily gonna be like a banger, like fight of the night type fight, but it's gonna be an enjoyable fight between two guys who just are are super professional, super tough, and uh, and they know what they're doing in there. I know that sounds like a, a faint praise, but considering how watered down some of these cards are and i guess we might get to some of that with uh, some of the rest of this lineup which isn't that bad maybe some other cards um i think it says a lot i think it says a lot where you can say that the guys in the co-main know what they're doing and and know how to uh, put on a show for uh, for the fans interesting stat all four fighters in the main and co-main all are 35 all four of them 35 hmm. years of age whoa so there's a nice little stat whoa, for you really huh yeah true story Rodriguez, Lamosh, Magni, D-Rod, all 35. There you go. Just, Life starts just, at 30. That's what I tell people. Life starts at 30. I like that. I like that. I like that quite a bit. Uh, just to, to expound upon Neil just for a second, because I do, I do, I love these guys who just are, you know, the woodwork figures who are going to be in this, who like are going to hold these type of records in ways that we like wouldn't expect. And 10 years down the line, like somebody's going to be asking a trivia question of who has the most wins in welterweight title history or not title, but welterweight history. And like, no one's going to get it. No one's going to remember that it was Neil Magny, but we should remember that it was Neil Magny, right? Because like AK, you said he's never even been in a number one contender fight. I don't even think he's ever been in like a number three contender fight. Like, I don't even think that he's like gotten to that level to be able to be in that type of fight. Like it's, it's just crazy. The sustained success that he has been able to have while never getting the rub, while never getting the push, while never getting the love. And yet he's still going to be out there fighting whoever they want to throw him every single time out. Um, I, I remember back in the day, I think it was Benson Henderson who told me like the, or no, it was Jim Miller who told me that like the most impressive stat of all outside of just like title reigns is just longevity like if you can just stay in the ufc 
for a very long time. That in and of itself is like one of the most difficult skills in this entire game. And Neil Magny is just out here just beating George St. Pierre on all-time record lists without ever uh, getting any kind of shine or, or credit for it at all. And again, I, t 10, 15 years from now, how many Neil Magny conversations are you going to be having? So I don't know. Give that guy his flowers while he's still here because that's incredible. That's it's, it's incredible that he's been able to do this and the fact that he's still doing it and he's still taking the fights that no one wants. Like all the props to that man. Will he get more flowers tomorrow, Shaheen? Will he defeat Daniel Rodriguez, let me pull up the the odds real quick. Neil Magny, the slight favorite, minus 125, the comeback on D-Rod, plus 105. What do you think? Man, I mean, I think no. I think this probably goes to D Daniel Rodriguez. Again, I'm high on him. I've been high on him a long time. I think this is sort of the run for Daniel Rodriguez. Like AK said, he's 35. Like, Or, or you said, Mike, like he's 35. Like, This has got to happen now or never. But then again, I have picked against Neil Magny in this exact spot so many different times of like, hey, this other guy is on the come up. And Neil Magny is like just in his way. And then Neil always just proves me wrong. So like, I might just have a complete blind spot for picking Neil Magny fights. Uh, that could be very true. But I, ultimately, I, I think this is a rod i think this is going to be a decision type of fight a very technical fight again uh maybe not the most entertaining fight ultimately but one that will be uh full of uh, of you know momentum changes and, and things like that so i could see daniel rodriguez taking a decision but if neil magny wins this it's just i mean that's just my luck that's that's how i roll with neil magny fights i have no read on this guy ak do you agree with shaheen I agree that I am terrible at picking Neil Magny fights. Yes. Uh, so I'm going, I'm going the other way this time. I am going to go with Neil, uh, Neil Magny, because the one true Neil, because I, my first instinct was to go with Daniel Rodriguez. I'm a D-Rod fan. I, like I said, it's, it's kind of, I think in my mind, I'm like, yes, I want to see him continue this run towards the title. But uh, these things don't always go so neatly, especially when you throw a wrench like Neil Magny into into the plans. And um, I think there's going to be some mixing of the martial arts in this fight. I think Neil Magny's just a little bit better at it. I might give I might give Daniel Rodriguez the edge in like more a pure you know striking matchup, but I think Neil's going to mix it up. Um, I don't know about the I don't know if the quick turnaround is going is to have an effect in Daniel Rodriguez, but I think it's more so just man the overwhelming high level experience of Magny. Uh, I think he's going to be able to turn it on. Like he might go off to a little bit of a slow start and just turn it on halfway through the fight and, and really make this give us a super competitive, like um, enjoyable fight. And I am going to go with Magni by decision. I don't think he can put away D Rod. D Rod's super tough, but I think it is going to be uh, a decision. Hopefully, not a controversial one because uh, there's been a lot of robbery talk lately, and uh, it's it's starting to it's really starting to get a like, chip away at my brain. So I would I would hate to have my birthday weekend spoiled by uh, more people crying robbery over nonsense wow okay uh i like where your head's at okay i'm going with d-rod I, I i mean plus i'm looking at it from a betting perspective plus money on d-rod makes a lot of sense i think he's better the better striker obviously magni has length but i don't know magni can make this ugly i don't know if he's going to get a bunch of takedowns on d-rod because d-rod has pretty good takedown defense but it's that work against the fence. Can Magni get him against the fence and just kind of keep him there and just annoy the hell out of him with knees to the legs and to the body and just kind of keep him tied up there? And if he can, that's that's his best path to victory. But if he gets into a boxing match with Danny Rodriguez, despite having the reach advantage and the height advantage, I think D-Rod wins that all day. So, I th AK, I don't know if we're going to get a, a splitty and something that's, that's going to be 
necessity, like a, a necessary robbery review type of thing. But uh, this is going to be a very close decision, but I'm going to give it to Daniel Rodriguez because I just think he's going to land more punches, and I think that's going to be the difference maker in this fight. So we'll see what happens. Uh, before we go to the peeps, Can I Shaheen, what's wh- – yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, what else we could talk about, right? Um, what Neil Magny, I think you said AK2, like – I feel like there's just weird fighters in this game that we like some of us just have blind spots to like our own personal blind spot. Neil Magny's always been one for me. Charles Oliveira was definitely one for me. Like I think I picked like four Charles fights wrong. What, Mike, what's like one of your blind spot fighters? Like what's one of that no matter what's going on, you're just going to get it wrong. It's probably Calvin Cater. I like get all of his fights wrong. Now he's in my head because I picked, I picked Giga Chikadze against him and he knew about it. So when I interviewed him a couple of days later, he made sure to remind me that I didn't pick him to beat Giga Chikadze. Um, and he went out there and beat him. And then I've picked Cater ever since and he's lost both those fights. So I would say he's probably the guy at this point, but I've, I've had runs with Charles. I've had runs with Neil Magny as well. Uh, but Cater's probably at the top of my list. Yeah, I think Justin Gaethje is also on my list. Like, I think I've picked so many different Justin Gaethje fights wrong at this point, too. AK, do you have any others that stand out? I had a really bad run with Brock there. Brock Lesnar. I could oh, not yeah? get his fights right. I don't know why. I think I kept picking... Yeah, I, I thought... I, mean, I definitely picked Shane Carwin to beat him. And I know I picked I know I know picked Brock to beat Kane. And I know I picked Brock to beat Alistair. I don't know about before. I'm pretty sure I picked Brock to win... Uh, sorry, to lose the Frank Muir rematches well, I thought Frank Mir was going to beat him again and before that I don't remember if I was making any like solid predictions but there was a run where I don't know why I could not figure out what was going on with Brock Lesnar and just kept missing dude I, I also picked Brock against Kane and not only did I pick him I was so utterly confident that like oh Brock's gonna truck through this guy and I, I was still a fan at that point I think I was like still I, I wasn't working in MMA at any point um, and I told like all of my friends, we, we went to like a B dubs or, or something like that. And I was like, Oh, you got to put all your money on Brock Lesnar. He's <laughs> look at him. He's so big. He's going to crush Cain <laughs> Velasquez. This is a mismatch. And never have I been more wrong, like more quickly. Like it was just obvious in the first 30 <laughs> seconds of that fight. I'm like, Oh, I don't actually know what the hell I'm talking about. I think that, that, and also me picking Paige Van Zandt to beat Rose on my units are probably like the two worst picks of my life. Yeah, oh, I, I got so picked Page in that fight too. Yeah, there's so a lot. There's we're just talking worst picks. And we're this, I have like 20. There's just that we could be here all day. <laughs> hey, Page was in a moment. Page had a moment for a second. It looks like the worst pick in the history of, the, of, of picking fights in retrospect. Yep. And then Rose went on to, to win the belt two different times. So good for her. Any other fight, Sean, that stands out here? Is there one other? Like if you. If you can only choose one other fight to watch, like if you were like, Sean, you can only watch three fights in this card. It's probably the main, the co-main. What's the third one? I mean, to me, it's Grant Dawson and, and Marco Madsen, right? Um, I think this is two guys who are sort of in the same exact place, sort of in this white light, lightweight division where they're on the outside looking in uh, at the top 15. Actually, I think Grant Dawson might be our number 15 fighter on the only race tied. that matter. Yes, I believe he's tied with Satoshi, uh, who I think a lot of American audiences are about to get their first experience of Satoshi, which should be really fun. Um, but yeah, Grant Dawson's one of these guys who's sort of flown under the radar 
a little bit at 155. He doesn't do a lot of interviews to make noise. Like he's not cutting promos. He's not getting these flashy, spectacular highlights, but he is winning. And you cannot deny him that. And anybody who can win at that level at, at the lightweight division uh, catches my eye, certainly, because that is the division of parody, if nothing else. So Grant Dawson, I mean, Marco Madsen, he's kind of in the same spot. He's a little bit older, but he does have the Olympic pedigree. He, he's one of those guys who it felt like when he came into the UFC could have a moment here. Uh, and if it's going to happen, it's got to happen now. So I like that fight. I like the stakes for that fight. And, and ultimately, it sucks that Grant Dawson missed weight. I know that's a pro- that was a problem for him at 45, too. Uh, hopefully, he can get that under control. But I- I'm interested and excited to see who who wins that one. Because I feel like whoever wins that one is sort of at that point on that borderline of, of number 15, 16 in this lightweight division and, and ready to make some moves. AK, is that the one for you as well? I mean, now I'm intrigued by Miranda Maverick versus Bald Shanna Young. Uh, like that, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I want to see this unleash the beast in her. Um, and Miranda Maverick, it's funny. She, she's kind of fallen a little bit behind the pack, the, the flyweight prospect pack, because she's fought Macy Barber. She lost, uh, quote unquote, lost. Uh, that is a rare fight that I actually did consider to be a robbery. I think a lot of people who saw that fight would agree. It wasn't like I was. It wasn't like she super dominated Macy Barber, but it was just a weird fight where Barber did like essentially nothing. Um, so I get, but either way, she does have an official loss in her record to Macy Barber, then a much more definitive loss to Aaron Blanchfield. So she's kind of like no longer in that conversation of, of along with like you know Casey O'Neill and um, a little bit older, but you know Manel Ferro. But I but she can easily get back on that track. Um, she's sort of, she's such a, she's an interesting character. Like she's also like, she's studying, she's in school studying. Uh, I want to see if she, if she can run through a Shanna Young, a fighter who I think is tough. And again, now and a tough and now bald, um, I'll be very impressed. So I, I am intrigued. I'm intrigued by the outcome. I don't know how like exciting the fight necessarily be, but I'm very intrigued with his outcome now because I've certainly with a lot of these younger fighters, Miranda Maverick, Aaron Blanchfield and all of them have told people like sort of like pump their brakes on, you know, projecting people as as future champions, what have you. Um, but she's 25 now. She's you know she's she's starting. She's going to be entering her physical prime. Maybe this is the run. Now we'll see again. See how she performs on Saturday. Maybe this is the start of the Miranda uh, Miranda Maverick run in earnest, and we see her become a contender. You know, by the end of 2023, uh, early 2024. But it could start on Saturday. So we, we might looking we might look back on this fight as being super important someday. Yeah, I mean, she's already. Got a submission, a first round submission win over Shannon Young. So they have a history. This is a rematch. Chance for Shannon to get one back, but she didn't fight bald Shannon Young. So this is a whole different opponent in yeah. a lot of people's exactly. eyes, experience, less hair. I want to give some shine to Nate Manus for a moment, if I could, because this frigging guy comes into the UFC, beats Johnny Munoz, beats Luke Sanders as an underdog, finishes him is a pretty sizable dog against Tony Gravely, finishes him in the second round, and the UFC rewards him. And they, they, they hit up his manager, and they, they get him on the phone. They're like, Nate, we have an opportunity for you. We're going to have you fight Umar Nurmagomedov. What do you think? And he's like, all right, I'll fight this guy. And then he just gets ragdolled by Umar Nurmagomedov for 15 minutes. It was a rough night. I actually felt bad for Nate Manis. Plus 650 dog looked every bit as that is that good fighter, but just got ragdolled. And he's like, you know what? I think I need to make some changes in my life. I think I'm going to move down to 125. The UFC's like, yeah, you should do that. Do we have the opponent for you? You know how you fought Umar Namagamadoff, one of those guys? <laughs> We're going to throw you in there with Tagir Ulan Bekov for your next fight, which is basically 
the exact same team, the exact same style. And we're just going to have you fight this guy for your flyweight debut. Nate Manus, you are a G and I give you all the credit of the world. And this is another tough fight for him. Let me see where he's at. He's not, he's not a plus six fifty. He's a plus one eighty five. but man, I give props to Nate Manus. He just doesn't, this man does not take easy fights at all. His last four fights have been insanely difficult. And these two most recent fights are nuts. So good for him. And we'll see what happens. So. Uh, I will go with Ulan Bekov versus Nate Manus just because I want to give Nate Manus a little shine uh, for taking these really ridiculously tough fights. And learn from Tim Elliott. Nate Manus, grab the glove, grab the cage, grab it all. Because they ain't going to call you, and you might just get yourself a win. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's right. All right, let's go to the peeps. Let's go to the peeps. Take a few questions with the peeps. Uh, We get some early day MMA tomorrow. 4 p.m. Eastern prelim, 7 p.m. Eastern main card. So that's good. And hopefully we get a lot of hype for UFC 281. Casey is here. Hello, Casey. Hi. Looking good. Hi. Hi, everybody. Can we we get the mustache extra bushy for Movember? Extra bushy? Okay. Extra bushy. I I give it a perm? I fluff it? Yeah, like (laughs) fluff it out a little bit, you know? yeah. Maybe some right. press perm, some sparkles, you know. I don't, yeah, I'm not, I don't do that. I don't do that. I'm, I'm straightforward. Casey, yeah. I just tried well, every to. Day, I every day is Movember for me. Every day. Casey, I just activated <laughs> Q&A on YouTube, and I don't know if I broke the chat and made your job exponentially harder to find questions now, so I don't know. Yeah, you did. <laughs> There's a thing at the top. You can toggle back to live chat, but I was like, okay. oh, okay, this button, I don't know. That's this button. It's a Q&A. Q&A. There's a Q&A, Q&A button. button. I just pressed it, and it's just not made can, all the. Can you unpress it? I can unpress it. Yes. Just do your polls. Just stick to your. I know. I tired of being the poll guy. I don't want it's to be the birthday. poll guy. It's his what? birthday. It's his birthday. birthday. He wanted to spread his wings Happy a little. This is not the song you, you requested, Casey. No, I was going to ask, but I think we, I was going to ask him to queue up Eddie Murphy, but I think that would get us demonetized, right? So oh, I guess yeah. we can't really do that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do that. I think even by singing it, I might have, I might have screwed us over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we're, we're no, gonna... no, no. It was a parody. It's okay because you oh, added yes. Alex to it. I so did, I did. Clearly oh, a parody and probably off key. So not even close. Casey, who's your blind spot fighter? Oh, um, uh, uh, Jan, uh, Jan Blahowicz. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. I, 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 I picked him same, probably. Same. I mean, I finally got it right with uh, Yuri, but even that was p- super close. But um, yeah, I had. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, that was Glover. Sorry, he lost to Glover. Um, yeah, I finally got it right with Glover, but um, yeah, I missed him like I think six straight fights. I just had everything going against Jan. <laughs> Wait, and, you um, picked Glover in that fight? Yes, yeah, I did pick oh. Glover in the fight. Yeah, kudos. I mean, I, I just Jan. refused yeah, to pick yeah. against Jan Blavich. Just refused to. <laughs> but yeah, he definitely, he was my giant blind spot. Who else? Uh, yeah, mostly him. Yeah, he's the one I re- that really stuck out to me. There's always one. There's always at least one. Yeah. All right. Um, we didn't get this answer, though. It's, uh, oops. Yes, I figured oh, someone was going to yeah. ask. Uh, AK, oh. your birthday gymnastics skill. Ah. Maybe you give it a couple extra decibel points yeah it has to be above last week's card because last week's card i said came down around like a 7.5 like 7.8 so i think it has to be better than that let's go let's go 7.9 no explanation no 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 explanation <laughs> <laughs> it's it's 0.1 
better than last week. It's potentially 0.1 better than last week. You know, so the number speaks. The number speaks for itself. If this had the original main event, what would oh. you give it then? That's a, that's a, I mean, Casey, I don't know why you're asking. You know how the math works. That's an obvious eight points, eight point four five. Eight point four five. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> I don't even know why I had to explain this to you. You'd, uh, you would have, you know, you know how to do the math. All right. Uh, do, 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 do. My dog loves Thank AK's you. voice. It's hilarious. He always I says mean, this. AK, Thank you. Just Thank you for it. I know. Well, uh, you know, I'm glad there's one dog I get along with. So there we go. Oh yeah, I always forget that you're. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh my god, that was the dogs. <laughs> I always forget your anti-dog crusade. That's I'm not, the weirdest. An, no, they're anti. That is the strangest AK take of all. They're anti-me. They're, I have nothing. I have the dogs no. don't like me. It's, it feels one, one, it feels one-sided on AK's side. No, yeah. you haven't seen dogs react to me. It's not good. <laughs> I'll I'll get Brian to fly me out to Toronto. We'll do a video of you just approaching dogs, and we'll see if this is true. Yeah, yeah, that's good content. <laughs> That is great content, and I, I, I rubber stamp that. Let's do that right now. Let's book the flight. <laughs> um, I think we uh, – no, let me see. Guess Can we talk more. about this? <laughs> Did fighters just not care, or was there a scale issue? I don't remember five fighters missing weight part. It, it, trust me when I tell you, it wasn't a scale issue. Um, just it's just yeah, it's just things. one of those cards. Oh, listen, it's, I, it's I, a card I, so it's a card so bad that even the fighters didn't care. Yeah. Oh, we were all thinking <laughs> it. Man. We were all thinking it. It was we low hanging fruit. It. It, it was low hanging fruit. Listen, there's can I can I make some excuses for some of these people? Please. Can I am I allowed to make excuses? And this has come from someone who I am very frustrated when I see people, you know, uh, uh, insulting the sanctity of weigh-ins by coming in heavy. But I will make some sprinkle in some excuses. Grant Dawson. Late notice, less, less than three weeks. Okay, less than three weeks. And, and by the way, the disclaimer for all these obviously is you sign the contract, you should make weight, whatever. You sign, that's fine. It's on the fighters. But Grant Dawson is taking on short notice. He missed by one and a half. That's fine. It's a little annoying because he did miss at featherweight too, which makes you, you know, raise some questions, I guess. Is it, is it more than just uh, a weight issue? Is there, you know, a, a discipline issue? I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. But when someone misses weight in two weight classes, Charles Oliveira did it as well. Oh, no, he didn't miss it lightweight. Excuse me. Charles will never miss a featherweight, not a lightweight. Oh, well. He missed championship weight. I guess I definitely missed it. Excuse me? There was, there was a recent situation, I guess, where he quote unquote missed weight. Uh, that's fine. I mean, you know. Uh, he so yes, he should have uh, pulled the Jenna Young and, and shaved his hair. He, he should have shaved everything. Uh, Charles Oliveira, so it has missed a weight too because it happens. It happens. Um, <laughs> Who's that? Who are the <laughs> Shannon Young made it, so she's off the list. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, who are the other? <laughs> who are the other? Oh, Benito Lopez. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> oh, Benito Lopez, his first fight in like three years. You know, three and a half. And again, three and a half. He's been he's been off. He has a real job. He has uh, he's uh, in real estate. He has a real he has a real job, which probably pays him. 20 times what he's making in the UFC, if we're being honest. Let's be serious here. And um, listen, he looks like he's been living the life in between. Like he's 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 been living a normal, healthy, non-weight-cutting life in, in, during all this time. So good for him. Um, it, it is a shame that he came in two and a half pounds over, but I can understand why a long layoff. Ramona Pasquale, her first fight at um, 135 pounds in the UFC. Carlos Candelario, I don't know. But Carlos, if you're out there and you want to send out a tweet that says, you know, what, what went wrong, I will gladly retweet it. So I'm kind of making excuses for all these people. It is my birthday. I'm in kind of a, you know. It's your birthday? Of- it's your birthday? Happy no. Birthday no. To you. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like it's this is like the 2022 version of peewee's playhouse every time you say birthday it's the magic word we get a song uh-huh. anyway is the best. To, answer the, to answer the question i don't think it's that people didn't care i think you know whatever this yeah but yeah slap, slap, yeah, on, the, yeah, slap on the wrist to all these fighters slap on the wrist to all okay. these fighters Ains are weigh-ins are your domain. Like weigh-ins, mm-hmm. I, I, I've never yeah. seen anybody like enjoy something more than AK Lee enjoys weigh-ins. Yeah. What is your what is your natural like reaction inside when you see all these weight misses? Are you excited? Are you are you upset? Are you like what like what what rages boils inside of AK in these I, moments? I used to be it happens over and over again. <laughs> I used to be angry. Do you remember when Cage Warriors had like a bunch of events where they just could not get like people to get on weight? It was crazy. I, I don't think it happens anymore. So I'm not sure what they were doing wrong before. There was a stretch in a few years ago where Cage Warriors had this epidemic of people just missing weight. And just reading the results, I was angry. Um, but over the years, <laughs> I, over the years, I've softened my stance. I, I, I ended, like I said, things happen. There's, there's, you know, you never want to assume it, it's a discipline, it's a discipline thing, it's a dietary thing. Things happen in people's lives. Like again, if, if any of the Brazilian fighters had missed weight, we would have said, well, there's the travel issues. We would have understood. And the fact that they didn't, I get it, makes it worse now for the people who who uh, did miss weight. But no, my, my first reaction now is is sympathy. Uh, Maybe further down the road, if it just seems like negligence or repeat offenders, I will say like someone like an Aspen Lad, for example, I've definitely been frustrated with and less than understanding. Um, but otherwise, if it's if it's happened once or twice, if it seems like there's a there's a decent explanation for it, you know, the person gets twenty percent of their money taken away. That's a lot. We move on. The Prince of Positivity is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm back. Crown him. Crown that man. Crown that man. Anything else? AK's anti-dog, I take back my happy birthday. He's anti-dog. I'm not. They're anti-me. They're anti-me. Dogs are anti-dogs are anti-AK. The entire species is anti-AK. Yeah, everyone is. Every single You need much better dogs in your life. Yeah. All right. Is there no positivity? There you go. I wish that were true. I wish that were true. All right. I, t- I talked to AK Mr. Day? Trudeau. Uh, I think, well, can Marina earn a title shot with a great promo if she has a minute on the mic? I mean, what what is she going to say? Does one of you guys want to do your best uh, Marina Rodriguez impression here and try and uh, say what, what could she do? I don't know. <laughs> Well, impromptu, impromptu between the length question. Uh, uh, you, you're, you are Marina Rodriguez. Uh, you have 60 seconds to cut a promo and earn yourself a title shot. What She'll do you say, say? Just if they don't give me a title shot, I'll fight 10 more women. <laughs> oh, no. Have we heard that one? Um, I don't even want a title shot. I want to fight 15 more times before yeah. I get it. I'm going to prove uh, it. It's not... It's not my fault. It's the MMA media's fault for not promoting me the way they should. Ooh, That's wow. why I'm not getting Ooh, a title shot. Wow. That's the direction. That's the direction. Hey, by the way, it's 57 days away from that Bellator versus Rising card. Just oh, that's right. Throw that out okay. there. Thanks yeah, for doing your job. Sure. Thanks, for, thanks for doing your I mean, job. I mean, look. Thanks for doing your job. I mean, I mean I'm, a, I'm an MFer who needs to do my effing job. So that's what I'm doing right now. There you go. 57 days. Get ready. For that card uh do we have anything else not really i think we had a good <laughs> job ad-libbing that uh okay so casey and i'll be back tomorrow 3 30 oh, eastern we'll get you ready fine. for this card 
yeah, that's happening. Uh, it will be the day after AK's birthday, so we'll see if his stance on weight misses has changed. And we're going to be there with you pretty much all day tomorrow with all the results, highlights, and everything you need for UFC Vegas 64 as we're on the road to UFC 281, and that is a pretty damn good card. So until tomorrow, everybody, for AK, Shaheen, Casey, I am Mike Heck. Thanks for watching. Good night, everybody. Happy birthday, AK. <laughs> AK Lee. Anti, Anti-birthday song, anti-dog, anti-weightness. Love you guys. <laughs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Canva presents Unexplained Appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Businesses have always needed customers. So customer engagement has always been a thing. You know, steak dinners, golf, in-person handshakes. Not exactly efficient, though. But thanks to ZoomInfo, times have changed. Now you can engage with the right customers across all channels and grow your business. Efficiently and effectively, all from one platform. Sorry, steak dinner guy. We've got work to do. Unlock insights. Engage customers. Win faster at ZoomInfo.com. ZoomInfo. How business goes to market.